0: Thomas is called Didymus, which means twin. Who's the twin of Thomas? You and I are the twins to Thomas. We're all meant to identify with Thomas. Perhaps all of us at one time or another have had doubts. Personally, I identify with Thomas. There have been times in my own faith journey that I've grappled with faith. But let me share this. It was through those struggles that my faith emerged stronger. When we overcome our doubts, our faith is at a new level. Now, interestingly, in the gospel, Jesus commanded Thomas to believe. Do not be unbelieving, but believe. What does it take to believe? Three things. Grace, our intellect, and our will. First, grace. Faith is a gift, When we were baptized, the theological virtue of faith was infused by God into our souls. So God wants to give this gift to everyone. God wants to lavish faith on his people. Faith is also something we can pray for. So if we're grappling or having a crisis of faith, ask the Lord for faith. Remember in the gospel, the man cried out, Lord, help my unbelief. I want to share a bit of my own testimony At one point in my own life, I was having really struggles with faith. And I remember going on a retreat and just prompted to give God a litany of gratitude. So I started to thank God for my doubts. Thank you, Lord, for this crisis of faith I'm going through. And what came to me is that sometimes God allows us to struggle with faith to make us realize our littleness, to humble us. See, in our pride, we want to think, my faith is great. My faith is strong. And then we realize when we have doubts, actually, my faith is weak. I can't manufacture faith. I can only receive it as a gift. So the Lord wants us to realize our futility, our nothingness, and to pray, to be receptive to that gift of faith. Second, to believe, we can use our intellect. This is the beauty of Roman Catholicism. We can use our reason to understand our faith. I don't know if you've seen the movie, The Case for Christ. It's the true story of this investigative reporter named Lee Strobel, who's an atheist. And finally, he's kind of fed up and he says, you know what? I'm going to prove that this whole Christianity thing is a myth. And so being an investigative reporter, he decides to study the evidence and he begins to research Christ. Well, spoiler alert here, it's through his studying of the evidence that he comes to believe. In Lent, we had Michael Gormley come into a parish mission, and at the parish mission, he told us, just because you have a lot of questions doesn't mean you lack faith. Questions, he said, are good. We encourage questions, keep seeking the truth. He said, the people I actually worry about are those who never question anything. Then you wonder, is their faith really alive or are they just kind of apathetic about their faith? Well, Gormley speaks a lot at a lot of youth conferences and he says, one thing he finds frustrating is when young people have questions and then adults say, stop asking questions, just believe. He says, no, keep asking questions, keep studying the evidence, keep pursuing the truth. An honest pursuit of the truth will lead you to Christ because remember, the truth is a person. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Finally, belief requires our will. It's a choice. Think about the context of this story. So Thomas had spent three years with Jesus and the other 11 apostles. Those apostles became his best friends. He trusted them. Now, Judas betrayed our Lord, but the other 10 saw the risen Lord. And so imagine 10 of your best friends coming to you saying, we have seen the Lord, he's alive. Well, you have a choice to make. Are you going to believe the testimony of your trusted friends? Or are you going to disbelieve? You see, faith is a choice. It's an act of the will. I had my own Thomas incident back in 2019. I was on a pilgrimage to Italy, and the night before the pilgrimage was to begin, I was having dinner with 12 close friends who are going to be on the pilgrimage. It was Sister Susan and friends here from St. Michael. And after dinner, I was staying at one end of the campus, so I went off to my room, and the other people in the group headed off toward their rooms. And as they were walking down to their rooms, they passed a Marian grotto. They stopped to say a prayer, and they all witnessed the statue of Mary begin to move and kind of come alive. Well, the next morning, as we're getting on the bus, this group of my friends, they all say, we saw this miracle. We saw the statue of Mary come alive. Well, I had a choice in that moment. Am I going to believe the testimony of my friends or am I going to say, well, you're all nuts? Well, the nun who ran the retreat facility, she said, Father, it's true. I've witnessed this myself and we've actually had a lot of pilgrim groups that have seen this miracle. Well, I ended up telling Sister Susan, I said, well, you know, sister, I think miracles are for those who are weak of faith. (laughs) She immediately responded back, Father, God doesn't toss pearls to swine. Touche. Well, let me close with this. Why believe? What's the fruit of faith? Did you hear the end of the gospel? But these are written that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that through this belief, you may have life in his name. The fruit of belief is life. When an adult is baptized in the Catholic Church, we first ask, what do you seek? And the response is faith. And then we ask, what does faith offer you? And the response is eternal life. Faith, belief offers us life in Christ. And when we have life in Jesus, that supernatural life, we experience joy and peace and meaning. Jesus greeted his apostles, shalom. He wants to communicate his life to them, his peace to them. He wants his peace, his life to penetrate all the doubts of our life, all the anxieties, all the worries, all the fears. We can let them go as we believe in Jesus and let his life fill us. Do not be unbelieving, but believe.